Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Everything Economics. I am your host, Talia Murdoch, and would like to begin by acknowledging that we are fortunate to be able to gather on the unceded territory of the Coast Salish people, including the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh nations, where this podcast is recorded. Today, I am bringing you a special episode about memes. Now, before you think that this is weird and stop listening, hear me out. I wanted to do a more playful episode this week that didn't fill me with existential dread, and I thought memes could be fun. As I thought about how I would write this episode and do it, I realized I could do the same thing or something similar as some of the folks I've interviewed about superheroes did, and use memes to explain economic concepts. To my surprise, it was doable. Now, I will also touch on the influence of memes on the public, but for the most part, I am going to use memes to explain a marketplace and indicators. So let's explore the economics of memes. As always, let's start with the definition of a meme. A meme can be defined as an element of a culture or system of behavior that may be considered to be passed from one individual to another by non-genetic means, especially imitation. Now, this stems from Richard Dawkins' mimetic theory, which, in a nutshell, is an approach to evolutionary models of cultural information transfer. So the way in which we share information and behavior beyond our peers, but deeper into the culture of society. I'm not going to go into criticism of this theory because that's not the point of this episode. When we think of memes, the first thing that comes to mind for most of us is an image with some funny text over it. Now that alone isn't a meme, rather the way it is mimicked and spread, majorly by internet users, is mimetic. But for the purpose of this episode, I am going to discuss the market for memes, being those captured photos, GIFs, or videos that circulate. Before I get into meme value and the quote, buying and selling of memes, I want to talk a little about the free market. Now, in theory, the free market is an interesting economic model that allows free movement of goods, services, and labor with little to no government control. I don't think it is any secret that I am pro-government intervention, as in reality, the free market does not play out as theorized, rather it has fostered inequality and things like climate change. But for memes, especially internet memes, the market pretty much has all the key components to make it truly free. The market for memes has unobstructed competition and low barriers to entry for suppliers, with only private transactions happening between the buyer and the seller. Low barriers mean that basically anyone can create a meme. The startup costs are low, given that you don't really need to invest in any infrastructure, wages, materials, and other expenditures, but simply have access to a computer with internet, which even if you don't have this in your own home, you can get access at your local library or school where everyone is welcome. And once a meme has been created, it is sent out into the ether and its value is determined by an audience of potential buyers who you can think of as meme sharers and likers. If the meme is shared a lot and becomes very popular, then it will often be imitated whereby someone will create a new version of that meme with some slight differences, like a different image or different text. In other words, the meme is bought a lot and demand is high, so the supply of that meme has increased in response via the new meme creation. The market also has price equity, meaning that it costs a buyer the same 
amount to view or consume one meme as it does the next, as they appear in the exact same way. And I think this is a actually pretty good example of what creates true competition. Anyone can join the market as a supplier and anyone can join the market as a buyer. And both buyers and sellers are very responsive to the value of the product. In reality, we know this is not true for our alleged free market, but that is another story. So now that we know how to understand the basics of the meme economy, how does the value or price of a meme change and how do we know? In other words, what are some economic indicators for meme value and what do they tell us about where a meme lies in the marketplace? Some common terms used to describe memes that tell us about their value include, all found on Reddit, obviously, early traces, rising, dank, stale, and debt. Now, if you think of this in the same context as you would for stock investments, it might make more sense. A public company, for example, can release stocks to the market, and as the company grows and becomes more profitable, the stock value will rise until it reaches its peak or plateaus, becoming dank. At some point, the company might start to show signs of failure and become unstable, and the price will start to drop, become stale, before crashing completely, becoming dead. So how would we actually know where a meme is at? Well, we use indicators in economics to understand a marketplace. For example, inflation and unemployment are indicators of economic growth and equality. The demand for petroleum is an indicator for the price of crude oil. The amount of coffee we consume indicates how many new plants should be planted, and so on. We can do the same thing with memes and analyze the marketplace indicators to see their value. So let's start with early traces and rising. Memes often begin in games and places where things are happening live. So think a stream on Twitch, YouTube and other platforms. This is where you can learn the origin of a meme. If it is being shared a lot within a chat or is spamming a chat where someone comments the same image or meme over and over and over again, this might be an indicator that the meme is rising. As its value grows, it will start to appear on subreddits, Twitter, popular meme accounts, and other places it didn't originate. When it starts to be replicated and shared and closely imitated, as mentioned previously, this is an indicator that a meme is at its peak, or in other words, in meme language, is dank. If financial transactions were involved, this would be the worst time to buy a meme, as it is at its most expensive. You want to buy them when they are rising, much like tracking the progress of a new company or industry. Once a meme makes its way over to Facebook, or appears in an advertising campaign, this is definitely an indicator that it is becoming stale, and will probably die soon. In other words, its value is in decline, and will shortly crash, another bad time to buy a meme, because they don't really become popular again, they just die. So there we go, you have officially learned a little about how the free market is meant to work, in theory, via memes. If you thought this was a fun analogy and want to get deeper into the value of memes in real time, there is a game you can find at meme.market which gives you a currency to buy and sell memes online. 
Now, it is pretty well known that the text over image memes we are talking about here are speculated to have some influence on the way people think and behave, a key element to economic theory. But do memes actually influence people's political perceptions? Much to my satisfaction, someone named Heidi Huntington wrote a dissertation on this exactly. What does this have to do with economics? I am currently talking about the economics of memes. Remember, you can apply the subject to just about anything. And this sort of study also considers how human behaviour can be influenced, another goal of some economic policymakers. This study was a response to calls for research into the effects of internet memes and focuses on user-generated political memes influence, as well as perceptions of their persuasiveness to look for evidence of motivated reasoning in consuming political memes. So do memes influence the way that people think and do they look at them for that reason? Now, this is particularly interesting given the role political internet memes played during the 2016 election. And really, since Trump came to power, he has a strong online presence himself. And those who support and those who don't support him also use the internet and memes to interact with him and his policies. Even before then, the Pew Research Center found that 39% of Americans of voting age use social media for political purposes during the 2012 election which highlights its importance as a form of media. So what did this study discover? Well, participants were made to observe political and non-political memes with images as well as just text versions and assess their perception of the meme's message. Memes viewed were again political, non-political, liberal and conservative, so a large variety was used in the research. Interestingly, it was found that those who see visual versions of political memes did not see them as more persuasive than those who saw text-only versions of the same memes. When it came to how effective the message was, well, this depended on, on where the participants themselves lie on the political spectrum. Moderate participants did not differ much on scrutiny when they saw a liberal or a conservative meme. But participants whose political ideology was the opposite of the meme they saw engaged in significantly more argument and scrutiny compared to those whose political ideology was aligned with the meme, who found them to be more effective in their messaging. Now, for me, this really stood out as I sort of always had this idea that political memes did influence people's ideologies. But this says that they more reinforce an ideology or opinion rather than make a viewer contemplate and change their own ideas. Political memes were also found to be less persuasive than non-political memes, as they were just not subject to as much argument and scrutiny, because they are just jokes and were discounted. I think this study shows that memes can actually be very influential. They won't necessarily change a person's opinion on a social issue or political idea, but they can reinforce what they already believe, and further that, when it is aligned with their own opinions. And in a world where people can curate their own media experience online, it's not surprising that extremist groups emerge and evolve. Now, I know this started out as a bit of a silly episode about the market for buying and selling memes, but I really do believe they are an important communication tool used today. And hey, now you can track how they develop and get shared. 
So that brings me to the end of this episode. It was a nice break to do a less serious episode and just try and use memes to explain some economics, and I hope you enjoyed it too. As always, thank you so much for listening. You can find me on Twitter at Talia Murdoch and the entire network at Cave Goblins across all social media platforms. Check out our Patreon if you want to support us. We have started a new series of shows going up every week that you can access for just $1, so take a look. Or if you want to support us in another way, rate and review us on iTunes. This is the most simple, easy thing. It only costs you a few minutes of your time. Thank you again for listening. Be kind to each other. I am Talia Murdoch, and this has been Everything Economics. Everyone is Jonas is a live-streamed, competitive role-playing podcast hosted by me, Doug Vandalay. Me, Eric Ivanovich. And me, Talia Murdoch. On twitch.tv forward slash cavegoblins every Monday at 7.30pm PST. This is a Cave Goblin podcast. For other podcasts like this, visit cavegoblins.com. We hope you have enjoyed this program.